I don't know, all the comics in the world. Trust me, true believer. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for following the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kate Pod. Thank you for supporting the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kate Pod. And thank you for subscribing on the podcast app of your choice. We're on all of them now. So if you came in for my guest this week, subscribe. Stay at the party for a while. You're all invited. And speaking of my guest this week, ladies and gentlemen, Please welcome your favorite and mine, Mike Zatzik. Damn, how, how can I live up to that introduction? Now I should just leave. Let's say, yeah, I, 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 just I feel, think that's it. Feel, just applaud yeah. and then... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, folks. For I'll Mike Zatzik, this is Chris Abalo and this. No. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap it up before things get out of control. Yeah, it's just better that way. Um, but t- this is interesting, though, because all my interview slash chats have all been on Zoom. So actually doing one in person in the studio, this is breaking new ground. Excellent. So... You're uh, you're like a pioneer in some respect. I probably not, but I, I well, think I think that the it's a first face to face format has been done by uh, David Frost and uh, a bunch of other notables out there. Okay. Mike Wallace being oh, one of them. I was trying to give you compliments, so thank thank you, you so thank much. you for the gut punch. Not a problem. I, well, was it, I was aiming for the nuts, but <sighs> damn it, a little too north. Uh, damn. Um, so, but you're doing fine. Okay, I, I want to tell you, you're doing great. All right. Good. We're about a minute and a half in. And so far, so good. I have to ask the obvious question. Yes. Because it's the first thing everyone's going to wonder. What happened to the beard? Did you lose a bet? Was no. It just time? It was time. And yeah. I, you know what? I, I had the beard for... I, I grew it on the first season of Comic Book Man. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I think it might have been grown for the, um, the sizzle reel that we did. I don't mm. remember if I had it then. But uh, I grew the goatee because I... I was like, well, you know, people got me and Walt confused. Walt uh-huh. Flanagan, who was managing the stash back in, uh, you know, back then. And they they kind of, they'd be like, are you Walt? And I'm like, no, I'm like, so <laughs> the guy with the goatee, the evil one is, yes, <laughs> the, the mirror universe guy is Mike Zapsick. And Walt is the guy who doesn't have the beard. No facial hair. So, and Ming can't grow facial hair. So, and... He had a couple of other things that delineated him from the rest of us. So You're kidding. No. Oh. I, I shit you not. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed it out. Because so um, far, I'm just looking. I'm like, I know who the fat guy they, is. They all look the alike to me. Everybody yeah. else, no idea. The guy with the beard. And Brian had that big, bushy beard. He did. So, That's true. Um, Grizzly he, Johnson. Yeah. He he looked like a reject from Duck Dynasty. So, it's... <laughs> Like, you, oh, you couldn't get – you couldn't hack it on the major reality show, so you yeah. came to this so that's right. podunk reality show on AMC after The Walking Dead. So. And it's also a couple of blocks away, so yeah, that exactly. helps too. It's it like, did help. I don't want to have to go live in the woods and deal well, with these – Well, he did anyway, but that's beside them. Yeah, that's uh, that's another story for another episode. Yeah. Honestly, as we were saying just before we started, like you're not even just a guest on that many shows. So maybe no. I should just sit back, take a snooze, and you could tell all the – Stories that you tell on panels, and uh, I'll just sit back. No, I, wow. I don't go to as many uh, live Comic-Cons as Ming Chen does. Right, right. He's got, like, I think, f- 
uh, how many weeks are there in a year? I think he's got 800 lined up for this year. Pretty much. So, yeah, he's going to go to multiple Comic-Cons. It's it's actually kind of funny because Ming is – the dude's a dynamo. He's, mm. he's like a, a living Tasmanian devil. <laughs> so you see, right. him, you see him spinning around and it's, it's kind of um, – it's sobering for a little bit. You're like, holy crap, when does this guy have uh, time to sleep? I don't know that he, he doesn't. Does. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he sleeps. He's, I think he's he busy plugs trying to, in. He's trying to cram 25 hours in a day. Yeah. I don't know that he's sleeping for he's, any of them. He's like Data from Star Trek. He just like right in the back of the neck and, and um, he's good to go for another, you know, 14 or 22 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He's trying to cram, you know, 25 hours uh, out of a day and – the dude is he's amazing. He's the um he is very much the face of a shared universe here. Mm. Um he's here, he does the day but day to day stuff. Uh, meanwhile, I'm tethered to the secret stash. You know, we just moved. Jay and Silent Pop Secret Stash just moved four months ago and we had our grand opening grand reopening with Kevin and Jay. Mm. And we've been just it's it's been like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Just every day. That's it. And, and I was trying to get you before all that happened, figuring, well, he's not going to have no kind of time once the new stash opens. You know, we've and loosened up a little bit and, mm-hmm. and my, you know, my new team. Um, I've got uh, two really great, uh, actually three really great people working in tandem with me. So um, let's make that four because I, Sunday Jeff, I mean, Sunday Jeff Silverman, you love him. Um, but, you know, and I'm able to come here at, Eight o'clock at night. It's great. <laughs> Thanks. Now, obviously, you're not hitting the con circuit because you're, like you said, you're tethered to the store. Which yeah. Is the exact way to put it. Do you miss that part of it? Like, if you had your drugs, because I realize the pandemic has put a lot of things in perspective for people. Is that something has. that you would be eager to get back to if you were more available to do it? Or is it something that you look at like, I don't want to hit the road and I don't want to fly every other weekend or whatever? No, I don't want to do that because a couple of reasons. One, family. I mean, sure. the, the pandemic has shown me. At any rate, that my family is like the most important thing in my life Mm. and taking on new responsibilities at the Secret Stash have, you know, sort of solidified that. And, you know, I'm I'm here. Um, My one kid just graduated from high school and he's we don't have much time left with him. You know what I mean? It's like he's going to be off doing his own thing in the very not distant future. And it, it makes you reassess. That's what pandemic did for me. It made me reassess what's truly important. Yeah. And family is really important and, and, you know, our community. And I think that uh, a shared universe, we went almost entirely online. We were able to uh, pick it up. We didn't set foot in here. We, I think Ming snuck in here every once in a while and like curled up in a corner and fell asleep. But, <laughs> you know, because he missed the place. I mean, yeah. He just there, there's a, to be in here. There's a lot of energy in this room. There's a lot of it, – and it's great energy. It's like you come in here and – we, it, this place is so nerdy. It's it's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. But I wasn't in I wasn't in here for three months. Mm. Literally was not here th- for three months. I um, I, w- I kept going to the store and we had I, we took that online too. We were doing curated boxes for the secret stash. Oh, cool! Yeah, comic book man curated boxes, and that that was that was great. But I really. Don't feel the need to get out there. I love to travel, mm-hmm. but I mean, I would l- literally leave on Friday. I take Friday to Sunday, and I would take the red eye back from the con, mm. and I'd be at work on Monday morning. 
Uh, and it was, it, it got to be, you know, there were, I was doing it every other weekend that way, you know, so for like 20 weeks out of the, the year, I was on the road and it was just not fun. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, whatever money and, and <laughs> whatever money you make there. And, you know, there's, there was, uh, pre pandemic, there was this, they did it on one of the comic websites. So like, you know, these guys are bringing garbage bags for their money. And it wasn't me and Ming. We, we had one of those little dog poop bags. You know, right. Like maybe. Yeah. Um, but I got with know, $28 in singles. Yeah, exactly. Or change. Just a, a big old a bucket big old of change. Um, yeah. Dimes used, from under people's cars. Yeah, we, we used to bring, um, you know, coffee cans. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't forget us. Okay. Tips. Tips. And, Always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you like so much. People at Starbucks. Um, but, you know, Shatner would walk out with. You know, he'd, he'd be chugging along in one of those. Yeah, he'd, he'd have a 55-gallon drum of money on a hand cart. Yeah, just yeah. Coming out. Actually, he'd, he'd be on one of the scooters with the, the forklift on, on the front. You know. <laughs> See you, scumbags, later. And it's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> Bill, come on. <laughs> Share the wealth. <laughs> I'll see you dickheads in the next cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> see you at Walker Stalker. Wait, what? Yes. Why are you with that one? <laughs> yeah. so, someone Why dropped not? a nickel somewhere, and yeah. Shatner's going to go pick it up. Yes, That's he will. And but good he, for him. He was so pissed <laughs> off. We were at, uh, I think, I've been at three cons with uh, with Mr. Shatner. I don't mm. think I'm allowed to call him Bill. Um, but I was at Yet. three separate cons. And the only one that I talked to him at was the Atlantic City Con. It was mm. the ACDC. So, and it was, Stanley was headlining and so was Bill Shatner. Mm. Titans. And, Two yeah, Titans. Is, yes. And this was a clusterfuck of, may I say clusterfuck? You can say it, whatever the hell Clusterfuck of unimaginable proportions because there was a snafu with the trains out of Philadelphia. Mm. And that is the major way to get into Atlantic city right. is through their little hub. And they were not running. The trains weren't running on time. Mussolini was off the grid that weekend. <laughs> and um, Stan had canceled because he was sick. Mm. God rest his soul. Stan and Stan never liked to cancel. Stan mm. hated cancel. Oh Yeah. And Mr. Shatner was pissed because he wasn't going to get his guarantee. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. Because, you know, half the people couldn't get to the show. Right, right. So we had decreased uh, presence there. And we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so I went up to him in the green room. I'm like, Mr. Shatner, I have – he's like – Call me Bill. I'm like, all right. Ooh, well, like, you got permission. Look at that. Right there. But then at the end of it, he's like, stop calling me Bill. Oh. I'm like, okay, all right. So you have to, you have to keep it. Yeah. You have to keep it up. You got to earn it back. Yeah. Now. Every time. Every time. Even Leonard Nimoy had to earn it every time. Call me Bill. <laughs> now, now stop calling me. Leonard Nimoy wants you to call him Bill too? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah that, <laughs> or Daddy. I'm not sure. Whoa. Leonard Nimoy. Good it's guy. Another one. Yeah. Good guy. And another one. Yeah, God rest, rest God yeah. rest his soul. See, um, that's that's an element that I feel like people are are curious about because the idea is, and this is probably partly tainted by too many years in Los Angeles, but the idea is there's a public perception that everybody in show business knows each other, so they think everybody at a con is just hanging out together and partying together, and it's not necessarily that way. If you hang out with Ming Chen, you're partying with everybody. Well, That's yeah, he's, literally the truth. He, he is. He's like the concierge. Of, yes. He is the concierge of, 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 yes. That's perfect. He's the he's, nerd concierge. The, you're like welcoming. That, that, I need to see the, that in your Twitter bio. The geek concierge, let's call that. The geek concierge. Yeah, the geek concierge, because we can't call him a nerd. Chicken head biting. 
yeah. concierge. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty sweet for Ming. Um, but no, Ming will people think that he is especially the the women think he's oh he's so cute. And he's he's now because on, he's up to their knees. That's exactly. why he's like, automatic- I can put him in my pocket and take him home. Exactly, and that's what they love about him, because he's automatically their gay friend. <laughs> he is even though Ming is not gay, but he is their, you know, the equivalency of But he, he fills that role. He's safe. Yes, right. he is their he is. safe guy. He and he he becomes their buffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean so many, so many beautiful actresses and you know, nerd queens. They're like, Ming is awesome. And your Brian Johnson was always astonished at that. He's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm like, why? Well, How? They, well, well look at you, Ryan, look at you and then look at Ming. Yes. Which one's more intimidating? Yeah, actually, which one of you <laughs> looks more rapey? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And no offense to, to you, but you look a little rapey. You know? <laughs> maybe maybe, the, maybe the beard. I don't know. Maybe that's why I, I shaved my that's a good, Yeah, see? So now you can be more cute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cute. You can be more cuddly. Hey, but, but you're, you're cute. You can't be drop kicked as easily as Ming. That's because true. I'm not to be a sizist, but listen, it's a factor when I, it comes to it is women feeling comfortable around I, I strange feel, men. Yes, and Ming also. And we say that as strange men, by the way. And yes, very strange. And the the funny thing is that Ming always had access to a car. I have no idea how, but he always had. He's like, "Hey, I borrowed my mom's car." We're in like Ann Arbor, <laughs> Michigan. He's like, "Yeah, I got my mom's car." It's like, what? All right. And it felt Does like you're leaving a garage like Reggie Hammond. Yeah. Just sitting there for two years. <laughs> yeah. What in the, case you need it. Yeah. What the hell? I, I mean, it was John Wick all over again. You know, it's, you know, he's sitting there like crashing through concrete. It's like, oh, here's my mom's car. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. How do no. you come up with this shit? And but he did every time. And he would uh, he's Mr. Uber. And boom, you know, he is definitely that guy. And. I mean, I've met a lot of people, and I've name-dropped many of them. Um, but Ming hooks that stuff up. He is the he is the concierge. I love yeah. that. The, the ner- the, We're going to go with the nerd concierge. Nerd? Okay. The nerd, nerd concierge. concierge. He is. He's, he knows everybody. He could, be, he could be like mayor of show business. If it Jimmy is? Kimmel doesn't run, Ming Chen could be mayor of show business. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so. pretty much it. Yeah. Or, or super agent. Like yeah. he, he also because he knows everybody because he's he's friendly with everybody. It is so weird. And if you if you want to just tap out of a shared universe and go be an agent, yeah, I know, he'd probably kill it. But instead, I got, he's slumming it with the likes of Chris Abala's podcast yeah. experiment. Well, I mean, you you're all right. Well, you're, thanks. You're a good guy. So I, I got, got a call one time. We're, we were at a con. I, where the where the hell were we? I forget where we were, but uh, I get a call from him. He's like, "Dude, you got to come out to dinner with me." I'm like, "All right." And so I go, and we're there with uh, Jason Isaacs and John Schneider. <laughs> in what fucking universe? And he met them that day, right? Yeah. <laughs> in what universe are you sitting there playing uh, Cards Against Humanity uh-huh. with one of the Duke with, boys and, and uh, Lucius Malfoy? Lucius Malfoy, that's... <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And, and not only that, I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I, I'm like... You know, I've got a man cry. I, it was Comic Palooza, I think. Was it Comic Palooza? I, I forget where the hell it was. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. But I'm like, you're Jason Isaacs. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm man crushing on you really hard. Yeah. Like, you're all right. Listen, Dustin Hoffman, nothing on your Captain Hook, okay? It's between you and I. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. 
Wasn't he canceled? So, uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm pretty sure everybody is. Yeah. At this point, so we, yeah. we will be by the end of the hour. Oh, my God. I, I'm surprised I'm not canceled right now. We'll find out on Monday when this goes yeah, out. <laughs> in a couple of days. Yeah. Couple, you can enjoy your life for the next couple of days. Before, I will. Before Twitter hates you. It, well, Twitter already hates me. It's fine. I don't oh. care. Yeah. Um, but do I miss it? I miss some of the stuff. Like right. like playing the cards against humanity with all these lunatics. And, you know, <laughs> the the fun you have in the green room and you're just sitting there. You, you sit down and who's, who sidles up next to you? Sean Astin. You're like, hey, Bob. I love Bob. You know? What's the percentage of people who you would say, like, out of 10, recognize you guys and be like, oh, I watched the show? Because that is it. No, it's really that small. It is maybe three or four. They're like, oh, wait a minute. They're like, I kind of recognize you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't expect most of these guys to be watching comic book men. You know, even even though we had a great lead in, you know, our and our numbers were solid. Right. You know, but we weren't getting the 14 million that the the Walking Dead was getting. Right. Well, for sure. And nobody, nobody on TV was, though, to be fair. Yes. That was they, just a good couple of years where like nobody could touch that exactly. shit. Maybe Breaking Bad, but they ran Actually, opposite. Breaking Bad's numbers were worse than ours when in their first four, oh, yeah. four seasons. Oh, was it that? I know the first 2 years was like always on the verge of canceling. And canceled, and when I say worse than ours, but I mean, it picked up in. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't want to say syndication. Like, they did five Netflix. Days. Everybody caught up on that show on Netflix. Netflix, it was one of those that everyone's like, you got to check the show out. And people were watching, you know, forty-eight and, episodes in a week. Right, and when DVDs came out, people yeah. were like, "Yeah, I'll buy DVDs. This is great," yeah. you know. And then DVDs went the way of the the Walrus, the of the, I mean, of the, the Betamax, the Betamax, the, that's, the that's, Dodo. I was gonna say, and I'm like, "Wow, I sound like my dad." <laughs> great. <laughs> That's went the way of the dodo birds. I'm sounding like Mr. Shatner himself right yeah. now. Right, went the way of the dodo bird. Um, and he was around. Nice. Dodo birds went Very away. good. Thank you. Can A little I, cartoony. Can I call you Bill? No, you may not. Yeah. No, you may not. <laughs> Try next year at ACDC. Um, I'm never coming back here. Are you? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm not coming back. No, we're not going to do this again. Right. I'm like... All right. Well, you got to gamble for free. There's that. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, he also doesn't. I mean, the, the good thing about the cons is kind of like the the show business pension plan. Like, as if you have a character that you played that has a following, sure, you can kind of do it forever. And he also doesn't need to do it. So it's probably the part of him is just like, fuck this. I'm yeah. out of here. You yeah, know, like, like I I got a bunch of movies I could do. I got guest spots on TV shows or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's ninety. And right. it's like, I, I don't need to do any of this. How <laughs> like much that, more money I'm, does the man need? I, I mean, you know, when, when you think of the, the pantheon of, like, sci-fi, the Mount Rushmore, and you yeah. have to put, like, a shit yeah. ton on there. But Shatner would definitely be up there. Oh, Shatner and doubt. Nimoy, uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and, and, um, you probably and Harrison a, Ford. I was going to say, you got to pick one doctor to be in there. Oh, yeah. One of, one of the 12 doctors. Has well, to be they'd, they'd probably go with Tom Baker. Yeah. They'd you know, the most reckon, yeah, they'd, they'd go, you know, yeah. or yeah. David Tennant. I'd, you know, chip away the Tom Baker, but whatever. <laughs> you would put in David Tennant. Yeah, place. and then, then you get, uh, like, the Harry Potter people because, I mean, that's sci-fi fantasy, so. It is. See? Magic well, is sci-fi. Because <laughs> it's fiction. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's it fiction. all falls into the, the pop culture fiction section. As somebody who would go to cons just as a fan, what was it like being on the other side of the table? For you. I'll give you an example of what sure. happened. Uh, and it was in our very first year of Comic Book Men. 
We just wrapped, and I think the last episode had played on AMC, and it was April, and Ming and I went up. We wanted to get some bumpers for our I Sell Comics podcast, mm. and uh, I, we went to Chiller Theater, and uh, we wanted to get Alice Cooper. Just wanted, <sighs> hi, this is Alice Cooper. You're listening to I Sell Comics, but why should I tell you that? Because you're listening to I Sell Comics. You must have <laughs> tuned in for some reason. I, I forget what he said. Um, something along those lines. So we get that and we're wandering around and um, we're down in the, uh, this is back when it was in the Sheraton, I think, in um, Sea Caucus. Sea Caucus. Sea Caucus. It was in Sea so, Caucus. in my neighborhood. So we're in the pit and that's where everybody, all the, the big time guys are. And mm. we're, we're going to go get online to, to meet Norman Reedus. Because it was the last time that he would have been approachable because it was their second season. Oh, okay. So season two, they hadn't they hadn't gotten that 14 million, 14 quadrillion people watching. <laughs> so, um, but I get in, we get in line in the, uh, the lobby and a guy comes up to us and says, oh, no, 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 no. The line breaks here in the lobby. But it starts right there and look out the door and there's like a, a long and winding. I, I'm, it looks like a fucking huge snake going down the you know, Palisades uh, Parkway. All the way. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, I don't want to meet this guy that badly. Do you, mm. Ming? He's like, nah, let's go see who else is in there. So we go into the pit. And from two stories up, two separate people scream, holy shit, it's the comic book, man. Wait right there. And we're like. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> did we do something? Did, did we yeah. cut a line? And he's like, this is how know. we go out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah, is it. this is our blaze of glory, buddy. You and me, Butch and Sundance. At the Sheridan's yeah. Congress. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, I know. I, I always f- foresaw this happening to Brian, maybe, but not us. <laughs> um, but people came down and were in front of uh, Robert Loja's table. Oh, man. And Robert Loja's got. So people are coming up and they're taking pictures. Can we get pictures with you? Mm-hmm. And we're taking pictures and we're not charging anybody anything yeah, for the sure. pictures because yeah, we're here. There's pedestrians. You're not. But we're blocking Robert Loja's line. Nah. We didn't mean to. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. People all coming up. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about the pit, but they didn't have the stanchions up. So it's it's sort of the honor system. Uh, honor so it's system. just kind of open. It's yeah. Big, it was open area. And Robert Loja was not happy. He's like, who are these guys? Get him out of here! I'm like, fucking getting told off by Robert Loja. That is awesome. I can't even be mad about it. Thanks. I know. No, Thanks I was for yelling it. at us. I'm like, Robert Loja! And he's like, fuck you! I'm like, oh. I'm like all right. God damn no. I've kidding. arrived! Robert Loja told me to go fuck myself. That is awesome. So um, that was like, that was still us sort of on the opposite side because we did get asked to do a couple of cons after that. But it, it was really funny because, you know, we, we were getting recognized. We started getting recognized by people. I'm like, this is this is cool. This is awesome. You know, it's not that, you know, people are paying for shit for us, but, right. you know, are bringing us gifts. But, you know, it's, it, it's kind of a heady feeling. It's nice. But the thing that made me most proud, not so much comic book men, although, you know, we had a blast doing it, mm. was people who come up. And they recognize our voices. They're like, I I loved you on Comic Book Men. Or I liked you on Comic Book Men. But I love your podcast. Yeah. 
When yeah. the, you know, I sell comics is great, but the Ming and Mike show when you just fucking lose your shit and start going off on people. <laughs> man, I'm an angry old man too. It's great. So like I identify awesome. with that. Yeah. And I don't deal with people haggling for an extra ten bucks for yeah, for know, an old Mego doll. For our wiki. So, yeah, yeah. But you getting pissed off? Yeah. That's me. Jersey drivers all do suck, Mike. You you rock on. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> awesome. I'm I mean, I could do an entire year on Jersey driver sucking. So oh, can't we all? Yeah. Yeah, we can. So as far as how let's let's go back a little ways. Sure. Because and I'm sure you've answered these questions a thousand times. But not by you, so let's go. Uh, you know what? Thank you for being that open to it. Sure. So you originally went to culinary school. I did, yes. And was that the goal, just to become a chef? Was it just something you said, let me see how this plays out? How did that uh, I think that's be? pretty much with my life. I'm like, let's see how this, pl- <laughs> let's see how this thing plays out. Because, I mean, it's it just seemed like, uh, listen, I, I tried college. I went to college because, uh, and I'm in sort of a similar situation with my son right now. Mm. Uh, my father... My father is a second generation American and you come here, you go to college. That's the dream. That's, you know, he, I had five older brothers and they all went to college. I went to college because it was expected of me. And I'm that guy that I I suck at being told what to do. I just can't do it. (laughs) Oh, I identify with that. I will, I will yes you to death and then do whatever the fuck I want to do. It's like, sure, 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 sure. And then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. So I tried it for a year and a half. I went to Manhattan College and it, I was like, yeah, let's see how this plays out. And it didn't play out well. Um, I, you know what? I rarely went to class because it was college and you didn't have to. You had to show up for tests and that's pretty much it. Um, you had to write papers. And I, I mean, I could write papers in my sleep. I used to do 15 page term papers when I was in high school over, you know, the last night, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, I've got my bibliography. And it's like, you know, go fuck yourself. You know, I'm going to make <laughs> most of this shit up anyway. So and uh, I would they're get, sweat it out. Yeah, like, they're sweating it out. to do this. You know what? I, I wrote a paper for English my my last year and uh, my first two years of high school. I was uh, a B and C student, which pissed my father off no end. Because in my junior and senior year, I just, I was like, fuck it. And I just put my nose to the grindstone and, you know, started getting A's, you know, just A's. He's like, why weren't you doing this? Once I was accepted to college, then my grades like went up, shot up, you know, because my father got me early admittance because it's a long story. But I got (laughs) early admittance into a college and my, that's what my dad wanted me to do. He wanted me to go to college and my father, you know, prized Education above everything else, which th- these days doesn't really work. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, even back, to, I think it was where you would have been at the time was kind of on the edge of like, this doesn't mean what it used to. Very we much. Kind so. of at that era. We were at that tipping point where yes. um, it, within five years of that happening, the, everything would have been turned on its head because academia would have been, it became big business. Yeah. And bachelor's degrees became so common that it also didn't carry the weight that it did for certainly your father's generation or even maybe your older brothers. Yeah, because you – well, actually not even because – I mean it was starting to slide that way when I was going to college. But when Mm. my brother got out, he had um, 
I forget what his major was. I think it was theater arts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there you go. And yeah. <laughs> so You're saying that doesn't have a lot of value? No, not at all. Huh. Well, yes. Um, it's slightly above... Uh, Scott it, toilet paper. <laughs> well, yes, that and uh, Egyptian uh, philosophy. So uh, there you go. Gotcha. Somewhere between toilet tissue yeah. and Egyptian philosophy. Right, what am I, what Lies am I? theater arts. Exactly. Theater arts. Let me see how this plays out. And it didn't really <laughs> well for him. He was like looking for a job for two years and then he caught on as a um, a journalist. So hey. God bless him. Nice. He could write. The man can write. He's, he's a hell of a writer. So... Um, but for me, I was just like, God damn it, this this really sucks. So I, I told my parents, you know, you know what? I just want to take a little break. Mm. So, um, I want to, I kind of want to ease out before they kick me out. And my father was like, all right, but you're going to community college. So I enrolled at Brookdale and then my mom passed away. And that mm. threw the whole family dynamic into like flux. Right. And... Sure. I was kind of, I was adrift. So then uh, I started cooking for my family because I, you know, I was like, a, a case of depression came in. Mm-hmm. I was a little a little depressed and I was trying to figure out a way to get out of that. And uh, I would start, I started cooking for my family because my brother had moved back in with my father to, to make sure that he wasn't going completely nuts. And he was married with two kids and uh, my sister-in-law would come home and she would cook and I, I'm like, let me take some of the burden off her. And I started cooking and she's like, this is really good. You should consider, you know, cooking professionally. And it turns out that I did have a little bit of a talent for it. And so I'm like, yeah, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> so um, I got a job in the restaurant industry, which, oh, man, if, if you're an alcoholic out there, kids, Best bet is to get into the the restaurant industry Uh, because it's accessibility. That's part of it. But also just the hours make it so that the only thing you can do after you get off a shit Mm -hmm. is drink your face off. Yeah. I also recommend getting in a band. That's also that's the uh, other way. But you have to, to have drive musical talent. So um, uh, that's relative, but sure. Yeah, you have yeah, to. Have you relative. can get in a band without any talent. I've, uh, okay, no, all right. Never I, mind. It's I, just, I you're the guest, not me. All right, but no, that's uh, perfectly fine. Um, well, either way, uh, I ended up going to culinary school. We were talking about that. I went on, you know, um, outside of Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. uh, in Hyde Park, Culinary Institute of America, fine institution, produced many people of note. You know. There's a, a shit ton of people that I could list. First one off the top of my head is like Anthony Bourdain. I mean, that's you know, Bobby Flay name. went there. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of people went there. And, you know, uh, I got to meet some people who are my idols. I got to meet Bukus, Paul Bukus, uh, Julia Child. Cooked wow. for her. Cooked for Julia Child. It was wow. awesome. Um, Did she like it? She loved it. Wow. Lobster Marquine, this is phenomenal. I was like, all right. <laughs> You're pretty That's hot. for everyone over 35. Oh, yeah, You'll get that reference. You're pretty hot, baby. Um, and she was like six foot two. She was a monster. Really? Oh, yeah. So. and it must be a really high counter in that show. And if you, yeah, I know. If you ever check out her bio, she is amazing. She was a spy in World really? War II. Yeah. She was. Wow. She was like Dr. Ruth was like a, like a sharpshooter or something like that. I forget what it was. She did a great interview with Howard Stern a I have couple no of years doubt. ago. Yeah. And she was. She was something in the military. In part because she was her size because she was really compact. She wasn't Julia Child, put it yeah. that way. Um, and yeah, she did like some crazy job in, in the war. 
like a specialty, which is, <laughs> which it, was what a weird, so far removed from sex counseling. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I would. And, and makes us feel like louses. That's the other yeah, thing too. You realize like, wow, this generation did a lot of stuff. But we're sitting here. T- <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know, in, doctor in, in this room, but the really and, funky thing is Dr. Ruth is, yeah, I know I'm sitting here like <laughs> looking at, at my, you know, planet of the apes archives. And I'm like, I've wasted my life and yeah. I could have been a sharpshooter. I could have gone, I should have gone into the military. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my nephews all are, well, not all, all of my nephews, but many of my nephews are military and you know, I feel like a scumbag. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I've done nothing productive with my life, folks. But you know what? I've, we've, I have we've Funko entered, Pops of me. Yes. There's that. We've entertained people, maybe. Um, but we actually, it's kind of funny because comic book men, does have you know tying it back in mm-hmm. we've we've come across people who whose lives we've touched you know there are people out there in the military who are like you know we used to live for sunday nights you know really we'd watch the walking dead because we get satellite feed watch the walking dead watch you guys and laugh our asses off there was a group of vets who came back and they all bonded they they went to group their groups were on Sunday nights and they would meet for a beer afterwards and, you know, they'd sit around and, and, you know, trying to discuss how this shit is affecting their lives. Yeah. And one night they were at the bar and it was God knows what time. I I think this was out in the Midwest. So it was like 1030 and our show came on and they watched it together and they started laughing. They, they bonded over, you know, Ming's hijinks and some of the shit that would come through the store. Mm-hmm. And they would relive their their childhood through the comic books, through the toys, and, and they had that bond. And that helped them get, you know, a little bit more closure. And I'm like, we're the cure for PTSD? Who knew? Yeah. And, but, you know, not, of course. But, I mean, but it helped them bond. And that that going to a con and hearing somebody tell me that was like, I, I started to tear up. I'm like, oh my God, that's, I, I'm so honored to have played a small part in that. Yeah. In healing. And yeah. at the same time, giving you something to, to connect you back to reality outside of exactly your service. Cause it's integrating back into society after people do their time is, it's a challenge yeah. for a lot of people. So for a lot of ex military. So the idea that they were able to kind of reconnect with, parts of their lives pre-military through the toys with com- or even just the camaraderie. Yeah. Just talk you guys about had that, of course. Yeah. That, paid, that we so. had, that we did have. And I mean, you know, uh, Brian and Walter, great guys. Ming, obviously, you know, take a look yes. around. I would not, never trust anybody else with, with my collection, you know, and, and this is legit their collection, by the way. Yeah, this, this isn't is, just decor. We were talking a little bit before no. getting started about like it'd be really easy to just go buy stuff and throw it on the wall. Yeah, anybody for the sake can of do that. Looking, yeah, for the sake of looking like, hey, we're down with nerdy stuff. Hey, did you see the new Marvel movie? Like, yeah. uh, oh, really? Like that's yeah. how deep you go. That's how deep I Martha. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> uh, uh, I I just did. Um, but yeah, and I I was. You know, I I graduated from culinary school, moved down to Florida, and then I moved back here immediately because <laughs> because Florida because it's Florida. <laughs> and uh, I, well, I have I have a drunk's hatred of the cold, so uh. it, I graduated in February, moved down there. I'm like, this is great. Then summer comes around. It's like this sucks, and yeah. I moved back here. I don't love snow, yeah, but exactly. I also don't love hurricanes. Yeah, or 
like sweating my balls off. Thank you. Oh God. So uh, I moved back here, and um, you know, I there was you know, the one thing about number one being a drunk, and number two being in the service industry, the mm. especially specifically being a chef. You know, relationships. I had like three to six months at any given time mm. until um, one woman put it best. She said, "You know how to." get the girl you don't know how to keep the girl yeah so different and, skill yeah i, I know i'm like <laughs> ah. I, I, but, but who knows that at the time at that age of course well I mean, I'm, I'm putting it in 20s. i know i was i was yeah like between 20 and 30 were like the what so in the wild oh cheers but it's mm. you've got to be you know pragmatic about stuff you got to have a future and i never saw past the next paycheck the next drink the next shift and, you know, my heart was never truly in cooking. It's like I didn't live and die by being part of a crew. Uh, so, right. and, and it's, it's also that whole, you know, people telling you what to do yeah. and people giving you yeah. like shit for, you know, and this is, uh, cooking is like this insane amount of pressure for something that is so totally fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my God, his burger was medium. It was medium instead of medium rare. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? It's not like it was well done and it was supposed to be rare. You know, it's like, come on. And at the same time, probably ultimately underappreciated because people have a good meal and then just kind of forget about it. Of so course it's they also, do. Yeah. There's, it, it's thankless on some level because. Absolutely. Because people are going to, they're like, hey, that was great. Hey, let's go get dessert someplace else. And, you know, it's like, then they leave and they go and grab some great dessert. Right. And what do you have left? You you get to clean up the you mess that again. you made. <laughs> and yeah, and it became repetitive and repetitive yeah. and repetitive. And it's like, this is mind numbing. And that's pretty much where, you know, I ended up. And I, I was like, all right, I can't deal with the job. I can't deal with the drinking anymore. So mm. I had to, both of those things had to go. Um, I met my wife um, when I started getting my life on track, you know, back on track, trying to, to you know, do interesting that. how that works. Yeah. Isn't it really weird? <laughs> it, you know, it, when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. Um, and my yeah. wife saw the potential. She's like, you know what? I, most women wouldn't have. Mm. She, she was like upfront with she, most women wouldn't see your potential. They'd be like, take care of me and that's it. Yeah. And you know, her marrying me was a leap of faith and hopefully it's, it's panned out, you know, cause, um, she had a really sweet job, um, for teaching. She was, she was a teacher. She was a fundraiser for Rutgers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was at the top of her game and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And so we're like, I, I said to her, Get rid of it. We'll we'll figure out what's going next. And there came a time when I came like this close to leaving Jay and Silent Bob's um, early on. It was before Comic Book Men, and I told her I'm like I there's something that's I just felt that something was going to happen. Not psychic or anything, but you know, um, you just get a, 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 a like yeah, an instinct, a hunch. Yeah, and as they say in cop movies. I said exactly. I, I'm like, there's something that's going to happen, and let's just see how this plays out. Yeah, again, we got our title by yeah. the way for the episode. It's, let's see how, <laughs> let's this, see plays how this plays out, plays out with my um, So, comic book man hit, and you know, then I started going to cons, and that's another thing. She was like, you know, I 
I appreciate, you know, the con life. It's like, but do you have to go to so many? I'm like, no, I know. And, you know, people aren't clamoring for the comic book men to come out to Boise, Idaho. You know, it, it'd be nice if, if we do. And a little bit further down the line, when stuff starts to, like, free itself up, when I have more than just a Thursday night at 8 p.m. to talk to Chris Amala. <laughs> yeah. um, but to give up an hour for my little show. Uh, but, well, you kidding? I love but, that show. Uh, one of my favorites on our podcast you. network. It's true. That's right. It's in the, one, of the, um, one of the best shows in a shared universe. It's, it's very true. That's for sure. Along with the Along with all the others. Yeah, along with <laughs> and 19 other shows that roll through here and pay good money to do so. Exactly. Who, you know, yes. but we love paying, our clients in a shared universe. He's paying tonight. so Yeah, so right now I'm your favorite. Damn straight. Um, and that's the way that business should be. Of and, course. Of course. Listen, if, if Ming Chen could befriend all these people, then there's some to the strategy. That's very true. If, if you know, Jason Isaacs. What would Ming is, do? We need that bumper sticker. Go no, on. we don't. No, we do, really? no. Oh, my God. We could, His yes. ego. Boom. It's already. Ex- it's, it's already exploding. Yeah, like, I know. Go. He's like, hey, everybody. <laughs> and that's one of Ming's favorite things to do. And if you're is the. Res- everybody love him? Uh, yes, that that's number one. <laughs> but if you're the recipient of this, and I, I'm looking right at you. The viewer out there, if Ming, you go up to Ming at a con, he's like, hey, how you doing? Just go up to him and pretend like you know him from, you've known him since childbirth. It's like, (laughs) Ming! And, you know, he's like, hey, just watch his reaction because he is going to treat you like you're his long lost cousin. It is phenomenal. (laughs) It's, it's a joy to watch. And I, I mean, one of my favorite things, uh, going to cons, and Brian Johnson eggs me on and I egg him on. But uh, we tried to get his, uh, Ming's ass kicked by Carl Weathers. Ooh. We were at a con uh, and this was Do great. Tell. So we would send over um, like notes like Carl Weathers ain't shit. Sign Ming Chen <laughs> <laughs> and leave it right there. And it's like, I want to take you out back and beat your ass, Ming Chen. <laughs> We'd literally left them on Carl Weathers thing. Oh, that's fantastic! And um, I don't—I don't think I have the balls to even put those words on paper. You so should. The fact that you actually did it, nobody should. And here's here's another thing. This was this was one of. I don't it it off the wall. I was going to grab the signed photo, but oh, okay. Yeah, no, but uh, and I will take a picture Carl. of it and show it later. We met Carl uh, that weekend, and he's just the sweetest guy. Mm. But. Um, we were where the hell were we? When what was this? Oh yeah, we were we were um, at um, we were going to the uh, L.A. Comic Con. Used to be um, Stan Lee's Kamikaze. Yes, yeah. But it's Los Angeles Comic Con now. Mm. L.A. is always trying to be cool. We were going to do a. We were going to be um, moderating a panel with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson was there for the Mike Tyson Mysteries. Right. Right. And uh, we were actually, we were supposed to interview him. And we were going to interview him. And be like, <laughs> what does ear taste like? You know, that's, about the whole thing, that's exactly what popped in my head. Yeah. It's like, what's the worst thing you could ask Mike Tyson? Yes. What does ear taste like? And why did you do that? And, you know, has, is it like really horrible being this caricature yeah. do of Do you miss stuff? crack? Yes. <laughs> okay. Any number of things. There are many things we could have asked. And Brian and I were going to do this. And Ming's like, what was it like being it? a cartoon character and then getting your own cartoon? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and can, do you mind listening to my impression of you? And can you give me critiques? <laughs> yes. 
So and have you ever watched The Simpsons? Like yeah. you can just go on. Oh my on god! With listen, Dredrick. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> we were gonna do it completely, and this is Brian. I mean, Ming's mm-hmm. like, you guys are fucking gonna get our asses beat by. He's gonna kick all of our. And we're like, we're like let's do it. Why mm-hmm. not? And Brian's, uh, we were like on track to do it, and then he pulled out. <sighs> yeah, I know. Uh, he. Um, he switched to uh, became a Muslim and mm. he took that time to pray. So I'm like, I guess that's God giving us a sign yeah, that like, I don't want your I don't want you dead just yet. Your time in this earth is not through. No, I still Therefore, have I have plans for you assholes. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Imagine that God converted Mike Tyson to save your ass. Yeah, right. Imagine Allah. that Allah did. Allah it. did. That's you know, right. That, that's a blasphemy. You know, all these people like Muslims suck. I'm like, nah, they're pretty cool because yeah, because you know, I'm I, still here because I would have gotten my ass beat. And up, upon further reflection, you know, maybe hey, let's see how this plays out with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Wasn't the best idea. So yeah, we were we were all set to do that, and then oh, as an know, idea, it was great. Oh, as a plan, and, no. As a no. story, it's as funny a- as shit. As an actual. Us being chased around the Los Angeles Convention Center by a guy who, uh, by all rights, could knock out a triceratops. Not good. Not good at all. Bad news. So, yeah. So, we were saved by that. But, yeah, we, we pull all those things on Ming all the time. And it's a lot of, <laughs> lot of fun. He's yeah. like you or Andrew. He's just a glutton for punishment. Yes, he is very much a glutton for punishment. But he loves it. He loves yeah. the attention. He loves being a part of, you know this weird dysfunctional crew that we all have them. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We all have a dysfunctional circle of friends. Yes. Selected family. Um, So how does the the gig at the stash come about in the first place? Because that seems like it would be kind of a coveted position, even in the nascent days of the secret stash. It was. In the late 90s. As a matter of fact. You made your way in. um, I had... Uh, late 90s, actually 97, that's when I quit drinking. And mm. 97 is when the Secret Stash opened up. I used to go to a place called Comixology, which mm. Kevin had purchased. And um, that gentleman, you've never seen him. You've never heard of him. That's who Steve Dave was named after. Tell him Steve Dave. Um, but Steve Dave was, his name is Steve Mm-hmm. Not Steve Davidson. It's it's. Um, I'm not going to say his last name. But it was Steve, <laughs> but they couldn't remember if his name was Steve or Davidson. Right? How you doing, know, Steve Davidson? Stories. Um, early Smartcast. Yes. And um, I was going there too, and he used to tell me, "Oh, you must see this movie, this epic, um, epic opus that one of your fellow Wait, reservists. He, 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 he spoke, spoke like, like this. Guy I in the swear Simpsons? to Christ, wow! On my life, he spoke that way, and he wore purple." <laughs> <laughs> Always wore purple, and he had a man bun. Uh, no, he had the a ponytail. Uh, the ponytail was it a skullet? Was yes. it like nothing on top? Yes, the ponytail. Uh, all pulled back like completely, and he had scruffy beard. And wow, it was it was eerily yes cartoonish. It was disgustingly cartoonish. I'm like, this guy reminds <laughs> me of somebody. Uh, I can't, can't put my finger on it. But uh, like I said, back in my drinking days, and. One time I was, let's, let's put this nicely, in between um, career opportunities. Mm. Um, I was unemployed. I, I think I walked out on a job. And he called up my, 
my house and I hadn't been there in like two or three weeks. He's like, gets my girlfriend who I was living with at, at the time. Um, tell your, tell your boyfriend to come down and pick up his comics. She's like, I'm not telling him shit. And she, <laughs> uh, he's going at her and she's like, who is this dildo? And I'm like, is eh, a guy. I'm, I guess I'm ghosting. So I <laughs> yeah, ghosted before him. It was a thing. Yeah. And before he was Steve Dave. Yeah. And ghosting. I'm like, fuck that guy. I got really pissed off at him. Had you and paid for these books or you ordered them and he was no, like, I ordered them and, and I was going to come and pay, but gotcha. you know, uh, booze came first. I mean, fuck that noise. So, um, <laughs> then, uh, I heard that he had gone out of business and it was Kevin Smith's store now. And I had the first movie that of Kevin's that I had ever seen was Mallrats. And I loved it. it. It was great. It was a comic book movie, but not a comic book movie, but not, but not a superhero movie. It was a yes, comic book movie without, superheroes. without superheroes. Yeah. It was very comic booky. And I'm like, he speaks to us. So you were aware of him before. <laughs> Oh, I was, a, the stash. I was very much aware of him okay. before the stash. I was aware of uh, him and Brian and, and Walt. I, I mean, I'd seen them. And then I, I went back and watched Clerks. I actually stole the um, the videotape from Palmer Video over in <laughs> West Long Branch, which they can't come after me because statute of limitations, number one. And number two, they ain't there no more. Yeah. So um, I probably helped put him out of business. I so mean, yeah, they could have <laughs> they could have made a couple extra shekels renting out the copy of Clerks that you never brought back. Yeah, so. I know. Or the, or if I it, paid for my late fees, their closure may be your fault. It probably is. So let's just blame me. Yeah. So uh, I went in there. Palmer and Video doesn't want to see how it played out. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, exactly. They didn't like how it played out at all. So I went in there. It was uh, like late January, and uh, I just yeah I quit drinking and I needed something to take my mind off uh, booze. So I went in there. It was February actually, and. Um, I started up my pull list again and Brian Johnson was manning the, uh, the counter and I'm like, a, you know, asked him, pull out a comic book. I'm like, is this any good anymore? And he's like, I don't read comic books. I'm like, great customer service. Love yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I think. And so, you know, I, I signed up and I started getting comics again and it was really funny cause <clears throat> I go in, I'm like, Hey Brian, how you doing? Any good comics out lately? He's like, fuck you. I'm like, all right, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I met Walt, and uh, Walt and I read the same. We, we grew up at the same time, read the same, you know, titles. Had, you know, our favorites were um, George Perez and the Avengers and Teen Titans and the X-Men. And, mm. you know, we had, we had a lot to talk about. And uh, I started going in, like, more often. And uh, I, I had quit. Uh, cooking probably around 1998, 99. Yeah, 98 or 99. And I was going back to school. I was going up, going back to Brookdale. And <laughs> another uh, round of Brookdale. Yeah. And I've never not had a job. So my mm-hmm. wife was like, listen, you know, I've got this gig. You get your, your career. We'll see how it plays out. And Turns out that, you know, Walt asked me to come in uh, two days out of the month. It was two Saturdays out of the month. And I, I kind of parlayed that because he needed help. Mm. And I would show up and he'd insist on clock in. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. And he's like, clock in. What the hell? So I would. And then it was like three days out of the month then five days. And then like, then it was there. And, um, he recommended me for a job with Brian. Brian had taken over the internet uh, ah. store. So people, 
and we're talking like the early days of the internet, like 90, 97, 98, mm. where people would call up, leave a message on this phone line, you know, and say, hey, I want one of your T-shirts and my credit card number is, and talk about trusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My those, credit card those, number is, and uh, give me a call back maybe someday. Yeah, there's a bygone era. I know. The idea that someone could be like, here's my information. I'm yes. going to leave it for you on recording. So yes. you can play it back as many times as you need to. Exactly. And that's that's what it was. And, and yeah. they they didn't, I mean, they were amongst <laughs> like, the early adopters. This of guy that. made Chasing Game. He's a good guy. It's fine. Yeah, why not? Or his friend is. I don't know. Yeah, or, I mean, let's hope so. Or the, the guy who's cleaning up, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but... That's pretty much what happened, and and um, the internet, um, their internet store blew up because mm. Kevin was a presence there, right. and he was one of the very first um, adopters of the internet, especially for a director, an actor, and a writer. You know, his presence was felt on there. People were like, oh my god, I can talk to Kevin Smith on this web board, right? And um, so I was fulfilling orders, and then nine eleven happened. 9-11 happened to all of us, folks. Um, and that was, uh, I think it was two weeks before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back hit theaters. Mm. And it was like number right. three in the theater. And it, it stayed number three up until September 11th. And we were like going great guns because people were ordering from us. And we had like 10 employees up there, you know, fulfilling orders. And then after 9-11... Everything dried up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many billions they say were lost that day, but we felt it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I was able to transition over to the stash because Walt said, you know, come on over here and, and I'll take you on full time. And that's how it happened. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. So it was, it was gradual. It wasn't just like hit the ground running like, oh, you're in. It was. No. No. You, you, you earned it. Literally earned it. Just yeah. being there and not even expecting to be I, paid, frankly, no, just showing up and saying, "I'm." Well, I always wanted to work in a yeah. I always wanted to work in a comic book store, and you know, when I was working part time, I was still going to school, so I was working towards something. I wasn't sure what. Mm-hmm. I, I was waiting to see how it how played it out. out. Um, so, and you're like, I see what kind of service Brian Johnson's giving people. I know I can do better than yeah, that. Yeah, and the bar is so low. Yeah, I can. I can, st- I can at least. Give people some information. Yeah, yeah, it might be a little nice in know, their face. I, and I, I know, uh, I know comics. So, and you know, having the the job there, you know, and getting the the employee discount. I, I mean, hey. I'm like, holy shit! I'm reading this many books for yeah. you know what I was paying for this many books, and I can finally get that Moon Knight I've been eyeing. Yeah, god damn it! <laughs> and you know, it it went from there. And then Comic Book Man hit. It not like an overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally. I was working there for ten years. Uh, before Comic Book Man, right? So, and then boom, because like I said, there was there was that time when my kids were really really young, and I'm like, oh shit! And my wife was was burnt out at her job. I'm like, you know, let's see how this plays out, right? So, and and it, it played out really well. So, so when <clears throat> at the point, and we get that'll go later in the week. By the way, if you're listening to this, that. Uh, Ming's version of kind of how Comic Book Man came to be. Okay. Everything involved in that. So if 
follow the show on YouTube or on the Instagram. The video clips all go up there too. Cape Pod on Instagram. So I'm actually interested to, to find out what Ming's. Well, that's what I thought it'd be. I've been sitting on that just okay. in case we finally had a chance to do this. Since okay. we did, I'm putting up that clip. I've been it's been sitting in the in the digital vault. Um, well, I know so we'll the how Comic Book Man came about is. Wh- um, what was your reaction to hearing the news about it? Well, to be like, honest with you, I wasn't even sure I was going to be a part of it. Ah, I mean, okay. I knew I was going to be uh, well in the planning stages. It was supposed to be. Uh, Walt, Brian, I think uh, Brian Quinn. Oh, right. Q right. from Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. Ming and maybe me in the background or whatever. And um, what happened was Kevin told um, one of the guys to sit down, get baked, and listen and tell him Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. They'd started that like two years before. And then we found out that Q had a deal with True TV with the Tenderloins, which would become the Impractical Jokers, which, right. you know, God bless them. They've been kicking ass and taking names yeah, ever yeah. since. They were like, they were a runaway success from the get-go. And, um, but I remember being there when the pitch meeting was happen- happening. I-, I wasn't even there. Um, I wasn't supposed to be there. They went out for breakfast or whatever. And they came back to the stash and they were talking and they're like, well, what do you envision the show being? And Brian and Walt had said, you know, this is, you know, we'd, we'd make this place like Cheers and people come in and we help them with their problems. And they're like, uh, what else you got? <laughs> and they're all like looking around at each other. And Ming's like, uh, and I was opening the stash then. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm opening the stash. And I said, there are stories that happen here every day. You know, we have kids who come in who've run away from home and yada, yada, yada. And they come over. They came over to me and they're like, really? Keep going. And, you know, I, I told them a, a couple of stories that, that had happened. And, you know, we've got this drunk who, uh, you know, comes in for his books. We've got people who sell us stuff because, you know, they can't make rent, whatever. And they're like, yeah, like Pawn Stars, but with a heart or whatever. And I'm like, oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you always have to put it with something else. It's like. Of course. It's like how every 90s action movie was die hard on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Die hard oh, on yeah. a train. Yeah. Die hard on a bu- LA yeah. City bus. Same thing. You need to have a reference. It's it's one of those funny show business things. Right. Like you need to refer to something that's already a success. They did. As not us. But right. yeah. But I, that's kind of the the idea. It's just like yeah. Pawn Stars with nerds. Yeah. And Got that's it. that's pretty much what it was. It was Pawn Stars with nerds. And Kevin had, had set it up already. He He told them this. But they needed the reinforcement that we could probably pull it off, which, you know. And that you guys were funny enough that they didn't need, like, a writing team because that's one of those reality TV – it's not even a myth. It's one of those things I think people are just in denial about that there are writing teams for a lot of these shows. There are comedians or people who are around just to feed funny lines and interesting lines because – most people's day-to-day is kind of boring. Exactly. But you guys had a shitload of podcasts for them to refer to. Of course. And we could – like, no, they're funny. You don't need – they don't need any help. Like we show up. We could do that because we're used to talking extemporaneously for a living. Right. So uh, not even a living. It's th- this was. <laughs> yeah, I don't think for we, recreation. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I've ever gotten dime one from I saw comics. I think I got a pillow once, but that's beside the point. Um, right. But it's not a dime. Casper. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I know. Casper pillows. They're awesome. Um, <laughs> now, what the fuck? Casper.com slash Cape Up. Yeah, exactly. Not. It's one of these days. Let's see how that plays out. Um, so we did the sizzle reel and yeah, we, there was no script. There never was a script. People who say, oh, you're, you know, that was all scripted. It's like, bullshit. No, this is us, you know? And, uh, they, they cut and pasted. They, they cut a 
ton of cursing out. Right. Because yeah. we were, yeah. I mean, Brian and I. Because you're adults. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Brian and I are the two, we've got the two worst mouths on the, the, the crew. It was like, fuck this, douchebag that, you cocksucker, holy shit, you know. Everything that we could There's say. There's the episode trailer. There you go. <laughs> That's this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard Mike Zapzik like this before. Yeah. Or because basic cable won't let him. Yeah. But, you know, we, we got away with like two douchebags and uh, I think one shit per episode. So Nice. Yeah, I know. We were, we were saying craptastic a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to get creative because you're like, this is really funny, but it's going to get cut out. What exactly. But the, in this place? the best thing is that Brian is so fast that, mm. you know, you try to hit and you try not to step on each other. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, that's a talent that Brian and Walt, after 40 years of friendship, should have. <laughs> I mean, if you. Oh, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you've, been, you've been around us. Yeah, well, you I've seen, I see the footprints on your back. So, <sighs> yeah. No uh, stepping on your line, trying stepping to, on everything. Trying to wrangle these folks. Uh, of course, wrangling is the... And, and it's See, most, that's some self-editing right there. It's the them folks. Most, I know, it's the most thankless job in the world. But mm. that's when you do that. That's when you, you know, you, you learn how to do it. And by season... Actually, season five or six, we were hitting our stride. We were, like, able to, like, you know, uh, pretty much waltz around each other verbally right. where right. we weren't... You know, uh, there were some hand signals used. You see me like doing one of these to mm-hmm. Brian and Brian like doing right. one of these to me. You're able to pass the ball yeah. in a way that's like everybody's going to get their say. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to get their chance for a funny line. And right. All of that because it gets very muddy if everybody's just jumping out there. I mean, we shot something at Bellworks a couple of weeks ago, which is uh, it's kind of like a pilot. I'm not going to get too into detail, although coming sooner. Is that what I saw? But, um, is that what I saw on uh, Facebook when you were trying to... Be nice to Christian. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was here. That's a different one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I want to see that. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No. This. Yeah. Okay, it was cool. for something else, but it, it kind of it, it's going to get released. It may just be a Patreon thing, but it's like everyone's kind of interrupting each other and not giving each other enough space, and that it's fine if you're just going to play it straight through, but it cut it together as like a solid ten minutes. It's just not going to work. No. And it is something that when you. Once you have that, um, as I tell Andrew, who does the show here as well, like once you put the producer's hat on, you can't take it off. And you're kind of looking at everything through like, how does this present from the outside? It's funny to us. Of course it but is. But it's just going to be loud and obnoxious to anybody else. And they're going to turn it off six minutes in. So like, I, I can't hear anybody. We've They've not gotten to the point they started with at the beginning of the show. Yeah, they're driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. What? It's really easy to just fall into the that pattern. So you do need to get like a, a rhythm going, which is important and you kind of learn that along out of necessity in the case of doing Absolutely. something like a TV show and a Absolutely. podcast where it's a lot looser. Sure. Different and story. You can edit here and they yes. could edit there, but it doesn't have the same impact as the first time. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. once you, yeah. once you, you can repeat the line, but the first time when those are all genuine laughs, those mm-hmm. are, I mean, we're laughing at Brian. Brian is, I mean, he is fucking quick. Um, this is stuff that comes out of his head. Like, Mainly because he doesn't have much of a filter, but he's got a filter. Because mm. there was one time there was a guy, and I said something so inappropriate that they're like, I don't know if we can salvage this entire segment. We did. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, so I'm the fucking asshole now. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks so much. And uh, no, but Brian, <laughs> Brian came up to me. He's like, listen. He's like, 
it's fucking funny. But it's like, <laughs> even I have my limits. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, but <laughs> but I had to go for it. So It's worth a shot. If yeah. it doesn't make the cut, that's fine. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you, you can't leave anything, you know, you can't leave money on the table. Totally. So, so, exactly. Yeah. I got a, a bit of a, a deep cut question. Sure. Which is, goes way back, which was actually my first awareness of you, which was, I want, it must have been maybe Smodcast 11. Okay. Walt's first appearance. He co-hosted with okay. Kevin instead of Mosher. And um, there was a story that was told, and you were referred to as you were helping a gentleman who bought a statue. Yes. Do you know the story? I'm going we don't toward. use Amex? Yes. yes. The, okay, just to set up for anybody who doesn't know, right. because I, I, I think those old shows are uh, behind a paywall for... Um, <laughs> Like, if you want to go and back to, like, straight. the 11th show. It's yeah, from, worth it. From 2007, like, in case you're not aware of the story. So, well, you were there, so. All right, so you, if you, you want me to tell the story. All yes, right, please. So this guy comes in. And then I'll ask my question afterwards. All right, here's, the guy comes in, and he's like, hi, how you doing? My name is Frank DeFazio, or I, I forget what it, his name was, <laughs> it was DeFazio. It was DeFazio. It was Mr. DeFazio. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Frank DeFazio. I think that's Laverne and Shirley's dad. Um <laughs> But, but he's it, like, it uh, works. It's it's Central Jersey. It works exactly. And it was the uh, it was the week that Captain America died. All right. Okay. That comic came out and it was fucking white hot. We were getting twenty five bucks a pop for uh, really that co- yeah for wow. either cover. So uh, he's like, I want three of them. Three. I'm them. like three of them. I'm like, um, sure thing. So they're twenty five dollars a piece. I don't fucking care. So he um, gives me 75 bucks cash and he's wandering around and he's looking around. He's like, I'm going to take a look around and see what else you got here. And um, he's looking around and I'm trying to help him. I'm like, you know, we've got statues here, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, statues. He's like, get a Moon Knight statue. It's the Moon Knight statue, right? I think. Yeah, it's the Moon Knight statue. He's like, I like that Moon Knight statue. How much is that? I'm like, that, sir, is like $275. I said, I can give it to you flat, no tax. Hmm. You know, I'm trying to make the sale. It's sure. been there for a couple couple months. So uh, he's like, I'll take it. And Walt's behind the counter doing something. I forget what it was. But um, I go downstairs, grab the box, and Walt's ringing him up. And um, I put it on the thing, and he whips out the American Express card. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, here you go, Mr. DeFazio. Pleasure mm-hmm. doing business with you. Whips out the Amex. We didn't accept Amex then. Right. And Walt's like, we don't accept the American Express. And the guy's like, what the fuck is this? You don't accept American Express. What the hell? And, you know, he got, he's like, I'm about to teach you boys a very valuable lesson. And he walked away. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What happened? I went down to get a goddamn box right. is what I went to go get. And that's it. I went to get, go get a box. <laughs> And we're trying to close a deal. And because we didn't accept American Express. And Walt put it on me. He's like, this guy was your friend. And I'm like, no, he's not. That I, was my question. <laughs> like, no. Did you know this guy? Because he, he said you referred to him by name. And That's because I... Because he, he walked in and announced he himself. He walked out. Like, I'm, hi, I'm Frank DeFazio. And yeah. you know what? Cool name, number one. Yeah. And number two... And if it's not really his name, we're going to... The trademark. That's yeah. Right. And and I got to be honest, if you're in customer sales, mm-hmm. any kind of customer service, if a guy tells you his name, he wants you to say his name yeah. again. That's a tell, as they say yeah. in poker. And I 
I'm like, I'm trying. The, the guy was about to spend two seventy five. You know, I, I and I'm like, get him back. I'm like, reel him in, Walt. Come mm-hmm. on, get him back. And the, and he accused me of like knowing the guy. And I'm like, the <laughs> fuck. The guy came in. I'm Frank DeFazio. If mm-hmm. you guy says I'm Frank DeFazio and you don't pay attention to mm-hmm. his name. You, you're again yeah, leaving exactly. money on the table. It, it, totally, it's like you ring him up for the books. You're like, "Thanks, Mr. De Blasio," and then yeah. you let him walk out. It's like uh, De Blasio. Not the, if you call exactly, Mr. If you call him Mr. That's De Blasio, what I mean. yeah, like you yeah, don't completely like, just botch it. Like no. you're, you're supposed to make a note of that. Hey, Mr. So, Baba, yeah. Baba. It's like <laughs> that's part of my job. Is I, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's massaging people's ego a little bit. You sure. make them feel special. Make them feel like like one-on-one hey you and me yeah, we're, we're sharing our two here. minutes yeah exactly and that's that's how uh guys sell used cars totally so the that's pieces how, of shit that's how ming chen cars. meets hot actresses exactly I mean, it, it all works that way but it's so funny because i remember listening to that I was and he was so pissed off at me and i'm like but the way he told the story i was just like what? and fast forward to last year finding about the studio out about the studio and something i meant to ask but I've seen it, it very frequently. Happened. And I said, all right, I'm going to ask once we lock oh, tonight in. I was like, awesome, I yeah. got to ask him because this is something for 14 years I've and, been wondering. And the I thing mean, that hasn't kept me up at night, but I distinctly remember that story is like, see, that sounds normal to me. But I also did it at that point. It was like eight years in retail or something like that. Of course. So I kind of knew like, well, yeah, you're supposed to, particularly if you have somebody's name as a reference point, of course you should use it. Yeah. But the idea that, like... <laughs> that was foreign to him? Yeah. Well, also the idea, like, well, you know him. You said his name. Like, you know this guy. And you're going to let him, you know, yell at us or, you know, whatever. I forget well, how he phrased it, but... Well, the thing that I was like, well, why didn't, why didn't you just explain to him that, you know, I'm sorry, we I, I realize you want your points for your American Express, yeah. but you know what? American Express, um, they, they never came back. Just make up some bullshit story like totally. American Express um never came back we wanted them in here which yeah, is there's... essentially what happened um yeah. American Express made an appointment to come in and you know hook up our system and they never right. showed up so you tell him that and then he pulls out the old uh, yeah, mastercard like, uh, exactly you know exactly. i would love to do it but unfortunately they dropped the ball on this and i've yeah. called them like 15 times you know, even if we never did. Yeah, but, but who's to know? Exactly. In the moment. It's like, I want to yeah. move. This Moon Knight's been sitting here for a couple of yeah, months. Yeah, 275. Get, get the money. Um, and no, and he's pissed off at me because I knew the dude's name. Right. And, but that's, uh, it's, it's like, oh my <laughs> was, God, really? Uh, and Kevin's probably like, yeah, he's supposed to know his name. Right. You know, it's, yeah. Well, that's why, and that's why I think. Kevin asked him about it because he knew like Walt was going to get so wound up about it. And I was, the story really tickled me. Again, I'm on the bus with my headphones yeah, on, it's a, to school, I'm like, and I'm just like, "That's hilarious!" But at the same time, curious. Like, probably didn't know the guy. It's probably I just doing the right thing. You no, know, you engage just, with a customer. Yeah, but, just trying to get a little bit of trust going back and forth. Exactly. People. I was like, "Let's see how before. this. Let's see how this plays out with Walt." I, you know, I I called my uncle up to come in pro. and buy a Moon Knight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, grab a uh, Moon Knight. Uncle Knight's Frank, come yeah. on in. And announce yourself. Do me a favor. Don't shave your <laughs> eyebrows so you have those really bushy fucking lunatic looking eyebrows. That would be awesome. It's like, eh, I wasn't going to do it anyway. Man. But yeah, yeah that's that was I just. I need some closure on that. I'm, I'm glad I was able to give it to you. Oh, but it was you. just just such a weird it random thing for It made an impression him. because 
You remember as soon of as course. I as soon as I started, I got on six words in. You're like, ah, the Amex thing. Yes. So well, there was, was that or the uh, the ring, the stolen Batman ring, which I'm gonna save till next time. Ooh, yeah, please do because I haven't heard this. This so is, I'm waiting. Yeah, that, Walt's told this story a bunch of times. Ooh. So yeah. Okay. All right. No. Well, then we definitely need to hear. Yeah. We that's the exclusive. Yeah. So we need your side. Very of it. cool. However, there's one story that I want you to tell. All right. Cool. That I've heard tale of, but I do not know the details. Okay. And I'm just gonna give you. It's, it's going to be like a, some old-timey game show. Just a couple of words as a hint. Okay? You, James Bader, Poughkeepsie, go. Excellent. All right. This is fantastic. This was my culinary uh, school days. It was – I was winding down a culinary school, and uh, me and my, my best buddy up there, Mikey Quinn, uh, we were partners in a lot of stuff. We, we were, uh, you know, in the chef's side, and when you're – at the end of your tenure at culinary school, mm-hmm. you go into the the big uh, the big four, uh, which are the Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Oh, I sorry. love it. Different one. No, they're the student run restaurants. Mm. So we were doing double. You do double duty for the first two weeks of that block, or the first week and a half of that block. They're three week blocks. First week and a half of the block, you're either in the kitchen or you're out on the floor, and then you flip flop. Also, it's like boot camp. Yes, exactly. So, um, Mikey Quinn and I were fast friends, and um, we used to go out drinking. <laughs> You're kidding? No. So we would go out to the uh, the bars. There was uh, right across the the way from Culinary Institute. Mm-hmm. We had an on campus bar which served wine and beer, and that was not good enough for us. And there were only <laughs> at that time the ratio of men to women was. 14 to 1. 14 men to every woman. Wow. Yes. Wow. And a lot of dudes went into culinary school thinking, yes, like, I'm going to clean up. Not no, so. not, not, not so. even a little bit. If um, you like dudes, you will. But, um, and, and, and that's a maybe. That's a they, big maybe. They, they had a they, – they, that was one of the, the check marks on there. So there weren't – Yeah, j- just so you know. Yeah, don't <laughs> ask, don't tell. But um, <laughs> So we had a, a place across. It was called the Fireside. But we used to call it the wrinkle room because older ladies would go there to pick up gentlemen calls. Young yes, chefs. Yes, young chefs. Or, that's where and, the ratio got a little more. That's yeah. why it's 14 for 14. But I'm in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> so there's Marist College. There's Vassar. Mm-hmm. There's uh, SUNY New Paltz across the way and uh, a couple of other schools in that general vicinity. So there were a lot of college students. So we ended up going to this place called Shooter's. Now, Shooters was, it was like a dive bar, but a little upscale dive bar. <laughs> so we ended up there, and uh, Mikey and I were drinking, and we're at the bar. And who do we bump into? James Bader. He's up there filming, I think it's White Castles. Is that the name of? White uh, Palace. White Palace, that's it. He was filming White Palace at the time. And really, I was like, oh, my God, it's you. And uh, so we started... We, we were drinking and we were getting along famously. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Uh, and <laughs> and what a fantastic – he really was a really genuine guy. I, mm-hmm. I I was like, dude, we could be friends. And Mikey right. Quinn thought the same thing. So he's like, all right, where are the college girls? And we're like, where are – they're at yeah. a college bar because Shooters was more of a townie bar. It was a mm-hmm. dive townie bar. We're like – there's a place, um, you know, let's grab a cab. And he's like, I've got I've got my rental. So um, we get into his rental and I get in the back seat and I sit down and I'm, 
I, I sat on a bottle of champagne. I'm like, oh, look, I found a bottle of champagne. And I'm just drunk. <laughs> I like drinking. No, I'm, I'm just drunk enough to think, finders keepers, all right. So I put it inside my jacket. And um, I'm like, uh, and in, in normal circumstances, I'm just about the most honest guy you'll ever meet. But you throw alcohol into me, I'm like, this ain't, this is not nailed down. And boom, you know. Um, so we go. And we go into this bar, and it's uh, called um, Across the Tracks. Mm. <laughs> so perfect. Uh, and it's we, we drive there, and we're there, and we go inside, and we all split up. So he's over Cover there. terrain. We <laughs> did, yeah. And Mikey's <laughs> over there, and I'm over there. And I'm in a booth with these – don't ask me how the fuck this happened within 10 minutes – but I'm in a booth um, with these three co-eds and Mikey's having some success over by the bar and James is over wherever the hell he is. I'm like, who wants champagne? And I pull it out. <laughs> and now you've been to college bars. Sure. They're, it's a fucking cacophony out there. Mm. So I'm like, all right. And I pop the bottle. And whose spader sense goes off? <laughs> He's, he comes over. He's like, "That's my fucking champagne." I'm like, "No, it's mine." I thought. Yeah, I found it in yeah. the car. But I found. <laughs> it. I found it, and he's like trying to like smack me around. And the girls are like, "Let's get the hell out of here." That's James Spader, and he's trying to attack that guy who's going to give us free champagne. <laughs> and then the bouncers come over, and they're like, "Did you buy that champagne here? You can't bring booze in here." So they throw us out, and I'm like. How the fuck are we getting home? And Mikey Quinn, who was like on my side, he's like, I will fucking kick your ass, Bader. And um, I, I'm like, how are we getting home? He's like, we're walking. And he's like, you're such a dildo. And he's like, you're my <laughs> Wait, boy. Did, did you get the bottle out of no, the they, bar with you? No, or they, they took it. Jacked it. They <sighs> jacked it from us. But we were drunk enough. I mean, for fuck's sake. But we had to walk six miles back to <laughs> oh, campus. <shit. laughs> and yeah, it was um, yeah not my proudest moment. And for years after that, I was like, James Spader sucks, <laughs> douchebag. But he doesn't. He it was completely my fault. Mm -hmm. And I've I've said on many a podcast that if I could make amends to the man right now, you know, it's part of the. I, I think it's, it's part of those that step in program. Uh, I I would. More than happily, uh, I don't know that he drinks anymore. I'm not quite sure. I don't think he does. But um, I cannot confirm or deny. I, but he was, I know I know a bunch of people who did meet him at different events. I've never actually met him. I would love to because uh, yeah. he seems like that dude. Like yeah. I've, I've heard nothing but good things, which is why the bits and pieces I heard of this story caught me as so funny. But also, this is like near 30 years ago. So oh yeah, of course. So there's that. Like, I know. My, and my palace is like 92. Exactly. So I, I, I would, a little while. I'd buy him a bottle of champagne or if he wanted a crate like, of champagne uh, yeah, or, just to make nice. Cause yeah. you don't want that phone call. Mr. Zapsick, this is Raymond Redding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as in, I'm the I concierge understand. of crime. <laughs> I understand you stole a bottle of champagne from a friend of mine. Yes, I don't exactly. get to bust out that impression very often, yeah, no, no, so what better a time? I like it very much. As a matter of fact, I uh, the guy who plays um, uh, Mor Moram, um, the uh, the nerdy oh, Jesus FBI Christ. guy. I I'm drawing a blank. I have not caught any of this season. I love that's one of the few broadcast networks. The guy who plays the nerdy. Oh my god, um, nerdy Aram. FBI agent Aram. Yes, yes, Aram. I met him, and I said, "I've got a story for you." He's like. <laughs> He's like, if you have disrespected Mr. Spader, and he called him Mr. Spader, I'm like, um, I, I cannot. He's like the Don. I, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, 
I, I can't take that story back to him. I wow. cannot, I cannot. And, like, and also I can't party with you. Good night. Yes. It, it was a pleasure meeting you. Your life has ended. Um, uh, yeah. so, he knows where you are now. Uh, I've got a like chip were, right here. You were excommunicated from show business. <laughs> exactly. Like, holy shit. And uh, yeah, Ming was like, yeah, holy shit, you fought Ultron. You beat Ultron before, <laughs> you beat Ultron before the Avengers did. I was like, oh, no. Uh, no, really. Ultron won. Ultron yeah. stayed in the bar with all the college oh, girls. Yeah, Ultron. My drunk ass walked six miles home. Yeah, my, so I wouldn't say I won. With Mikey Quinn, it was like kicking me in the ass every, every yeah, mile and a like, half. Yeah, like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, piece of shit. We were hanging out with Blaine or whatever his you know names were in the 80s. And uh, all all those been, high school movies. Could have been anything. Could have been. Blaine was a big one. He was. So I believe that was. Uh, it probably was somebody. No, could, I think that was uh, Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, he was Blaine. Maybe. But uh, I, I got, I got, I got the John Hughes box set. I haven't started mm-hmm. watching him yet. But oh, I got like deal. a four or five okay. movie collection. Then lovely. Like non, the the non Breakfast Club sixteen candles one. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, he's he's he was a fantastic guy. And I mean, aside from me being a thieving scumbag, um, <laughs> <laughs> we got along famously. <laughs> And it was, it was really funny. He's like, hey, man, that's my I know, but how the fuck did he hear that? And that's the thing that's... That's the funniest part. In a crowded bar. I know. Wall-to-wall college students. So I thought I was a super alcoholic. I'm sure that he was much worse than I was. like, (laughs) I smell my booze. Now you know why he's Ultron. It's like typecasting. It's like, holy (laughs) shit. Wow, this guy knows what's going on everywhere in the world. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. And... You know, I, I I was in the wrong. I apologize. I apologize to anyone who had to listen to that story. Sorry. Oh, no, that's great. I, I hadn't heard that. I, apparently, it was a story you told on panels. That's how I heard about yes. it. And I said, I need to know. Aside from being a fan of his, I just said, that sounds like, if it was anybody, I would just want to know. Like, I, I stole a bottle of champagne from Sherman Helmsley. Like, I, I would want to hear That would have been awesome. I would have, and I could have taken Sherman. Probably. Yeah. Mikey, be like, hey, is that a lottery ticket? Mikey, fa- I mean, yeah, you Mikey, feel like, you're George Jefferson. Go get yeah, a lottery yeah, Get the fuck out of my way. Is that Wheezy calling? Exactly. You can throw him off. Yes. Uh, so I decided to bring something back in okay. light of uh, doing a- another interview. Uh, so 2020 had the quarantine questionnaire. And that was kind of the theme for all the uh, one-on-ones I did in 2020. Okay. And then I've done four so far in 2021 of quarantine this or that one of which was Ming Chen. Okay. Be, the video will be up shortly. And uh, promising. <laughs> and uh but I decided because that was a lot of fun that I'm going to bring that one back except now that quarantine's basically over it is going to be uh Mike Zapsic you get to be the next victim in or the first victim technically in Cape this or that. Okay. 10 this or that questions. Uh nothing like you haven't already heard in every this or that game uh, cool. you pick. Doesn't need to be a quick answer. You can mull it, it over. You can give an explanation why you're choosing what. That's fine okay. because it's a podcast and there's no time limit. And, uh, gotcha. you know, as long as you don't have a curfew, like we'll, we'll stay here. We'll do another hour of just you answering 10 questions this if you that. want. So here we go. Daryl or Negan? Oh, these are written specifically for you, by the way. Oh, very cool. Thank you. Oh, um, no problem. Daryl. Daryl. I'm nothing about diligence. Daryl. I, 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 I think the world of uh, Norman Reedus. So, Daryl. Avengers or the Justice League? Oh, which ones? I, I'm not that nerdy. All right. I, then I, I, hate, I, I watch the movies and that's it. Then Sorry. I hate to tell you both. <sighs> okay. This is one of those I that I love both. I should have done better. <laughs> this one, this one's, yeah. If you had been like New Teen Titans or X-Men, I would have been like, 
fucking new Teen Titans all the way. But okay. uh, Justice League or Someone Avengers. Someone out very happy that you brought that up on yeah, your own. Because <laughs> uh, Justice League and the Avengers, I mean, uh, George Perez has drawn both of them. I love both of them. So Fair enough. All right. That is a fair answer. There are no wrong answers in this unless it's a trick question. <laughs> unless, I'm not going to tell you if it's a trick question. Yeah, unless, unless Chris Abalo thinks that you're a fucking dildo and you stole his, you stole James Spader's booze. Yeah, exactly. So. You don't steal champagne from me and you come mm. on my show, we're cool. Yeah, okay. All right. Good. Clerks or mall rats? Oh, mall rats is the first one I ever saw of Kevin's, but clerks speaks to so many of us and it was, uh, I'm going to go clerks. I mean, I love mall rats, but clerks edges it out. Gotcha. Would you rather live through an alien invasion or live in a post-apocalyptic world? Post-apocalyptic world, of course. Why? That's because no explanation. I no. mean, I'm just, all right. I mean, in, on everybody. In That's theory, it. the post-apocalyptic world could be the result of an alien invasion. It could be. So. It could be a Walking Dead style situation. It could I got be you. Mad Max. I mean, but I'm thinking. Those, but. I'm thinking alien invasion. Um, At this age, you can't be like I'm 80 and I want to see the aliens come before no, I die. Like no. it's got to be now. Like, yeah. If you woke up tomorrow. No. If I woke up tomorrow, I think I could survive um, the post-apocalyptic world. I've got uh, I've got a certain skill set, so <laughs> and you have a lot of Funko Pops and yeah. prop weapons. So Besides, that. no, I have a lot of real weapons too. So oh, really? oh. yeah, there's there's that. Boba Fett or the Mandalorian? I got to give it up to the Mandalorian. Boba Fett was, um, thank God he didn't die a bitch death, but we were led <laughs> to believe he died a bitch death. Yeah. So the Mandalorian, absolutely, he. Um, He's only taken off the helmet when he's had to. Yes. So that was the way. And that is the way. That was the way. That was the way, yes. Not anymore. It's so. out. Well, season three, we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, we will. Maybe. Who is the better Batman? Val Kilmer or George Clooney? Adam West. No. No, that was too easy. <laughs> Val Kilmer. George Clooney sucked. George Clooney was... I, I wiped my ass with George Clooney's Batman. Who's a better Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer or George Clooney? Val Kilmer. I'm going to say okay. uh, mainly because um, he still sucked so hard. <laughs> Clooney was just so bad, and he couldn't even he couldn't even pull off Bruce Wayne. And he is pretty much fucking Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and he he was people horrible. like him as Bruce Wayne for that reason, basically. Uh, people so. no, people like him because he is like Bruce Wayne. But in that movie. He was not Bruce Wayne. He was uh, a vapid douchebag. And uh, Michael <laughs> Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne. Well, that's why. See, it would have been really easy. My, the first oh, yeah. draft of that question was yeah, Adam West, so Michael smart. Keaton. And then it was like, well, who's the better Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale or Michael Keaton? So, yeah, I got but you. it's too, that's too easy. Yeah, that is yeah, too easy. Which, but the Val Kilmer and George Clooney thing, people get up and oh, yeah. about. Meanwhile, this whole world out there doesn't give a shit. I know. But people <laughs> like us. Are- <laughs> 99% of the world, including James Spader, doesn't fucking Yeah, care. exactly. So, yeah. I don't watch your Batman movies. Um, okay. You wake up tomorrow morning. You have a robust head of hair, so this will be an interesting one for okay. you. Okay. You wake up tomorrow morning. Either your hair is fully red, like ginger red, and it does not accept dye. You cannot change the color. Okay. Or it's all on your pillow, stone bald. I'll take the redhead. Gotcha. I will become uh, Conan. I'll Conan Jr. Not a bad look. Yeah. I think it could work. So a fan's going to airbrush that in. That'll be nice. Your yeah, face. Be great. Oh, my God. And by <laughs> fan, you mean out. you. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Good Maybe. Man. Thank you, Chris. Fan interaction could be uh, in-house. Uh, cabin in the woods or beach house? 
Cabin in the woods. Uh, I already live at a beach house, but I'm. As a matter of fact, I, I, I yes, I got well, AMC money. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that. I got comic book That's, story. I got, I got, I got Sandy money. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I've got that that house on the beach. We're five blocks away from the beach. I love the beach, but uh, when I want to get away, um, as a matter of fact, we just got back from vacation, a very small one, three day. Uh, the wife and I went up to the Poconos. Ooh, nice. Yeah, beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Mm. No, I'm kidding. I No, that's, <laughs> you don't do that anymore. I, I don't think they have the, the heart-shaped tubs anymore. Oh. Bummer. I mean, somebody does. Cold Haven. The, yeah, one of the – oh, you know. I've been there. So. <laughs> one, one of the lower rent places probably has them. Yeah. The classy resorts, maybe not. Actually, no, It's these are still – I mean, Oh, yeah? They charge the money. They ain't classy, but they charge the money. <laughs> we we got the um, the champagne um, hot tub, mm. the heart shaped pool, and uh, the mirrors on the ceiling. It was great. You well, know who you owe a champagne hot tub yeah, to? <laughs> yeah, right. One of these days. Yes, exactly. They shoot that in New York, James. So it's gonna happen. Over. I feel mm. like this is inevitable. If I can make this happen, that would I be might. so awesome. That would be I would, like if we had him. It'd be on, even funnier. He walks in. He's like, I remember you. It's like <laughs> that would be dude. the ultimate. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> if I ever if I ever have any kind of clout in show business that I can make this happen, I, I need awesome. to like I'm I you've no idea. Last question, Jay or Silent Bob. I love them both. Um Kevin signs my paycheck. No, actually so does uh Jay. So both. I can't, that's that's same as the Justice League and the Avengers. <sighs> Love them both. You're Jay much more Orton. diplomatic than Ming, I'll tell you. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, he's like God damn, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love yes. them both. They're, they're <laughs> that awesome. was, spoiler alert. That yeah, was his right. answer. He's like, Jay like owes him. me money. So <laughs> I go with Jay owes about. him money. Jay does not owe me money. And Jay has brought me much pleasure at the um, the displeasure of Ming Chen. Nice. So it's great. Well, there we go. Yeah. And you know where your bread's buttered. So good I for do. you. Yeah. So correct answer. Well, congratulations. You've completed Cape This or That. So, all right. I guess we should wind things down a little bit. Who was the guest who you were most, who was most fun and who was the one you were most enamored by on Comic Book Men? Because you guys had everybody. You cast a really wide net when it came to guests. We had some really great guests. Um, The one I was most enamored with, I actually, um, Lindsay Wagner was fantastic. The Mm -hmm. bionic woman. Right. And she looks phenomenal uh, for as, I think she's 72. mature woman. Mature woman. She's 72. I can say 72 now because why not? Um, And I had a crush on her growing up. So, of course, it was like, this is amazing. Uh, Katrina Law came on. I love Mm -hmm. Katrina. We met on the con circuit and she is just a ton, a shit ton of fun. Uh, She's she's not a ton of fun because she's so damn skinny. Uh, (laughs) Rosaria Dawson. Mm. First time I had ever met her was on the, the, it was like one of our last days of shooting on comic book men we didn't know it was going to be the last ever mm, and right. um, she came up to me she's like oh my god she's like i you know, and she had never met me before hugs me like this full-on i love you hug and she's like oh i'm so excited to be here and she's like mike it's so nice to meet you i'm like mm-hmm. how the fuck do you know my name right <laughs> my, weird, weird moment to be to, like rosario dawson hug me and knows who i am yes uh, and, hug and, me like i'm a cousin like, yes and i was like <laughs> Oh my God, this is amazing. And mm. so, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Lou Ferrigno, not so much. Mm. Lou and I, um, I, 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 Lou is, um, 
L- low. <laughs> you're low. Tap dancing around it, which yeah. is okay. No, I'm sitting here going, you're, no, you're, I'll save I'll, it for next time. Okay. Lou, one of my you least. You volunteer the dirt. I'm not going to dig for one it. One of my least favorites. And I'll tell you that story. At those, actually, there are about four stories on that one. So. Oh, good. Oh, I'm, I'm making notes. Cool. This is, everybody's roped into future appearance. Once you come on, forget it. That's I'm awesome. On. Yeah. And um, let's see. So, Chainsaw Bob Secret Stash. 65 Broad Street. 65 Broad Street. Just moved there right four back. months ago. Uh, going great guns. We are open for business. We are going to be having a um, a Jay's birthday bash. Yeah. Um, the second weekend in July. It's July 9th, 9th, 10th, 9th and 11th. 10th. Yes. Actually, that's the Smod Castle opening, but it's just the 9th oh, and it? 10th. Oh, okay. okay. So it's the 9th and 10th at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. Smod Castle is 9th, 10th, and 11th. The 11th is uh, the live I Sell Comics. Yes. We're doing a pub trivia night or pub trivia yes. show with special guest host Kevin Smith. What? First time we've ever had him on I Sell Comics. Hey, nice. I know. It took a lot of convincing. <laughs> it's like we finally made it happen. I know. It's a... It, it, well, it's something that Ming and I have never asked Kevin to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because it feels like you're so busy. And yeah. he's like, why the and fuck haven't I been on? <laughs> why haven't I been on your goddamn rinky-dink-ass show? Why didn't you ever ask me? I'm like, oh. uh, No, he we, didn't do we, it like we, that. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I yeah, mean, exactly. We, we don't want to ask for more. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what I felt like. I was like, hold up. I, I would love that because you said you pitched it to us. He's mm. like, what do we do? What about we do uh, live I sell comics at the, the Smod Castle? I'm like, right. Awesome. And I said, wait a minute, we? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'll, he's like, I'll be there. And I'm like, Fuh! and, you know, and I, I kind of stroked out like, I'm like, there! and he's like, I assume that's a yes. I'm like, okay. Is that going to go out? Like, or is that going to be just for people in the audience? Or is that going to be? It's going to, no, we're going to, we're going to podcast it out. Okay, cool. Out. So, yeah, for yeah. anyone who's not local, can't get tickets to the Smog gotcha. Castle events, which you can find those. Yeah, at uh, I think it's talk or just go on Kevin's. Yeah, Facebook just you, page. you can find Kevin Smith on on that internet on somewhere. that internet. Yes, and, and uh, uh, get you I, some tickets. I don't know that there are still tickets, but go and check because why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, we've got a shit ton of prizes to give out from Kevin Smith himself. Yes, he's got a pile. I've got a pile from my personal collection. Sweet, um, and Ming Chen. Might throw something in there. He's yeah. probably going to like bring cash. Autographs from hot actresses that he's collecting this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a pair of panties. Oh, now we're talking. Now yeah. you're going to get more than just nerds like showing up. Panties. Kathy Bates panties. Oh, sorry. A, wah, a lot of people wah. canceling their tickets. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Really, really specific set of people yes, right now is, ordering some VIP tickets. Like for, really for skinny dudes comments. who are like, mommy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mommy, I want your panties. This is the happiest I've been since about Schmidt. Yeah. This is going to oh be awesome. God. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that scary? Didn't, didn't that make you throw up a little bit? Well, see, that's why I'm, I can be quick with a poll. Gotcha. Sometimes. Gotcha. gotcha. It's a white palace and about Schmidt. That's the that's yeah. that's my range. Good deal. And um, a <laughs> couple weeks after that, we've got something else going on, which I cannot say yet. But I will, um, once, once it's uh, out there, I will text you and tell you that you can tell people. Sounds good. Um, awesome. I, I am happy to promote and everything. I mean, I, I, I said this, and I'm going to be redundant. Sorry, everybody. Because um, now I'm going to kiss your ass. So Lovely. Drop them. Uh, no, really. I, I have why, to is your, why is that one <laughs> ass cheek shaped like a champagne bottle? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be my... You have no idea how badly I want to hear that story. And that's, 
that that video clip's going out immediately. I think that's going to be the day after this this audio goes up. Anyway, you and Ming have been incredibly supportive, incredibly welcoming to this show, myself and my group of misfits who are running the Cavalcade of Misfits. And we honestly, and uh, you referred to the, the video clip uh, before, we were trying to lather up Christian about it, but like really we couldn't ask for a better situation. Just the the place itself, the physical space, the decor, the, the mood, everything. And the fact that you guys have just been there and you, you always show up for me and for us when asked, and this is a better situation than I could have possibly imagined. If I was still doing the show on Zoom, I may have gotten tired of it, but coming here is just brought things up to a whole new level. I, I can't so thank, thank you guys enough. I thank you. Thank you for your loyalty. Thanks for bringing your, your misfit crew. The reason why we started this, um, this should be a shared universe experience. Mm-hmm. That's what we should have called this place, but the shared universe podcast, Udio just sound, it just rolled off the top. It, it did. Podcast Udio. Udio. Or Podca Studio. Podca Studio. Um, but that's the reason you're, you are not specifically, but yes. Royal generally, you. the Royal you. You're oh, generally the reason why we even started this was so like-minded individuals could get together and podcast, not just with their friends, but with people that they met through here who mm-hmm. became their friends. I mean, the fact that you and Respect the Blackout got together. Yeah. Holy shit. I, and was... I couldn't think of a better <laughs> team up. I the love, two loudest shows I love universe. those guys. Yeah. They are they're awesome. phenomenal. I mean, they are just they're three of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever mm-hmm. met. And just <laughs> the shit that they give each other yeah. reminds me of comic book men. And oh yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. there's a lot of love there too. So and uh there's a, a special thing up there in case you've never seen it. Uh, uh that's I, I think I see it, but I it's, it's from off them, camera. and they left off it here. So <laughs> you got to come down to the studio to see what I'm talking about. And Yeah, um, so shareduniverse.com. Book your podcast. See? Always happy to throw in the plugs. Well, thank you so much. Of thank you for having me on. This has been so much thank fun. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad we, we made this work, and we got to get in some stuff. Like I said, you probably told it all 100 times, but I got to hear it for the first time, and that's worth something. My God, I never and, get tired uh, of telling it. So Awesome. And again, you're not hopping on panels and telling these stories in front of people. So now they get to hear it. Now this will be disseminated to all the podcast apps. Everyone will get to hear the stories, even if they're not able to see you in person while sitting on a folding chair. In the you back said of disseminated. A, the yes, exactly. You're right. Semin. Um, <laughs> and of course, you can follow Mike online at Michael Zapsack. That's Twitter and Instagram, right? Handles are yeah, Michael absolutely. Yeah. And uh, for all the news, news that he has yet to announce. So stay there tuned for that. stuff coming up. Yeah, there's some July news and yes. more. And, uh, of course, you can follow me as well on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And you can follow the show once again at Cape Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Like I said, if you've enjoyed this chat with Mike, stick around. The two sides of the show, basically the group shows, the interview shows. Come hang out. It's a lot of fun. Mike Zapsic approved. Can't really beat that. Ming Chen approves of... Everybody, as we found out. He so, does, be, you know, especially if your check clears. So yes. that's awesome. Whereas Mike, on the other hand, he's a harder get, but he made it here, so that's worth something. And uh, back next week with yet another show, next Monday, as usual. So until next time, for Mike Zapsik, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment.
R as in Robert Loggia. O as in Oh my God, it's Robert Loggia. B as in By God, that's Robert Loggia. E as in Everybody loves Robert Loggia. R as in Robert Loggia. T as in Tim, look over there, it's Robert Loggia. Space. L as in Look, it's Robert Loggia. Uh.